They're guys. They do magic. magic. They are the magic guys. Call this the Siegfried. <laughs> oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 156 of the Magic Guys. To my left is Nick K. Bonjour, friends. <laughs> Down below is Doug Khan. Salutations to the kindred. And I'm Josh Lombito. Welcome to the show. Roy. We're here at the Magic Guys, where we as professional magicians chat about the magic world, answer your questions, and the shenanigans that go on with our careers. Nick, you learned a new sentence today. What is it? Well, you told me a new sentence. Oh, I actually learned the meaning of this sentence. So I am a firm believer that French is by far the sexiest of all languages. And you can say almost anything in French and it sounds wonderful. And I befriended a a Frenchman many, many years ago who taught me this phrase. And it sounds super sexy. And the phrase goes, tu vas manger ta patate, which sounds super sexy, Mm. but actually means you're going to eat your potato. Well, you can, that makes me want to, Eat a potato. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, nice one. And thanks for being here, everyone in the chat. We got Tim, Ed, Ty, everyone's here. John, another Josh. Oh, two Joshes in one place. That's going to be an issue, but <laughs> great to see you all here. Doug, you just jumped on. Have you been having a, a crazy week so far? I was, I was in on? the editing rabbit hole. I'm, you know, doing the thing where you're doing and time vanishes and lollygagging. And, but look, I made it. Oh, I know what that's like. Not Jason Maher late. I'm just a little late. (laughs) (laughs) Shut fired. Boy. Oh, that's a different sound. Okay. Nice one. We got Dylan in the chat. What's up, Dylan, a.k.a. Editor Man? This is great. Well, it's been a while, hey, since we had a guest on. People don't want to come on this show for some reason. Yeah, it certainly has. The thing is, is, talking about punctuality, our next guest was kindly here like a full hour before doors open. And that's just the sign of a professional, an absolute <laughs> professional. I'm actually really excited to share our guest with our audience this evening. Should we get started, friends? I think that's the only way to, to begin is to get started. I vote yes. <laughs> Allow me to introduce our guest, friends. Our All right. friend, our friend and guest joining us this week is the starter of the Pensacola School of Magic. He's been a long-time listener and first time being on the show. He's a super kind person who's reached out, or more importantly, extended the hand of friendship to both the Magic Guys and all of us personally, to which I took that hand, shook hands, and said, it is a pleasure to call you a friend, and it would be our pleasure to have you on our show. So please, join me in welcoming Mulan Brunet. Oh yeah. I just realized something. Nick, we talked about Milan, you know, maybe showing something later on, and Doug has no idea what it is. So that's kind of I'm fun. The door. I, I I was literally here one minute before the show started. Again, Milan, my belated apologies. So excited to talk to you about what you're doing. And let me let me get it right for the Americans. Pensacola. Yes. Pensacola. Yes. It's oh. Nice. 
know. Pensacola. You, you said Absolutely it like not. Thanks maybe a French it. person might have said it. I don't know. I think, I think you said like pencil Coca-Cola or something like that. Uh, Pensacola? Pencil cocaine, everyone. All the way from cocaine pencil. Not that. I mean, it's Florida. I mean, he does have the chains and stuff, so, you know, that that could go with it. But uh, anyway, very entrepreneurial guy. So where are are you today? You're in a hotel? Yes. So I I was actually traveling with uh, my wife and my daughter. I'm doing a conference here in Vermont. It's, It's not, you know, magic conference related, but it's a conference for entrepreneur so kind of like the same spirit so they just left last night and i'm here for the next three days and i had the chance to perform yesterday so you know that was not planned but very very happy to be here what an interesting thing to do so you're you're getting some education on entrepreneur endeavors is that's the deal yeah my wife my wife and i are very entrepreneur yeah you know so we you know we run multiple businesses the magic school is my, you know, my newest one. And that's the one I'm most passionate about. So sure. very excited to be here and, you know, very, wow. very happy to be on the podcast. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? I mean, if this is your newest venture, like, I mean, tell us who you are, where you're from and how you actually went from, you know, a super cool guy all the way from France to like a, a magic guy all the way here in the States in Florida. Like, tell us your story. All right. So we have a couple hours, right? Yeah. All right. So, you know, yeah, just a quick background. So born and raised in Paris, lived, you know, in France until I was about 20. I actually met my wife when I was doing an internship uh, in Pensacola and fell in love, you know, the the true, you know, Hong Kong story. And we had a little bit of a long distance. Then finally, when I graduated college, moved in with her. My first business with her was we actually started a food truck. Obviously, I'm French. So we went with the French brand. I'm I was selling French crepes and business is Mimi's crepe and it's still actually active, you know, 10 years later. Nice. Uh, I no longer run it, but I have, a, I have a friend of mine, Brian, that, that runs it and he does an amazing job, you know, and along, along the journey, we started, you know, multiple things, you know, kayaking business, we have some real estate and r- most recently, you know, been doing magic since I was, since I was eight and I Decided last year, you know, God put it on my heart to do something a little bit bigger than myself with that. So I had this vision to open this school and I just followed it. And within two days of having that vision, I just went ahead and, and started it. And, you know, fast forward a year later, we're, we're killing it and very excited. Can, can you speak a bit about beginning as a magician in France? You're eight years old and you start doing magic. What's the learning situation like there? That's a great question, Doug. So you know, fell in love with magic when I was eight because my mom took me to a magic show in Paris. Like it was an underground theater, definitely not a place for a kid. But Dominic de Vivier's joint, huh? Yeah. Le Double so, Phone. Yeah. Was that so, where you were? Where I'm at? Uh, Le Double Phone. Dominic de Vivier. He has a small <laughs> close up theater in Paris. No? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, 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 honestly, I was eight years old. Yeah. So I'm tr- and. To this time, to this day, I'm trying to remember what it was, but I can't really pinpoint it. Yeah, but my money's on Dominic's joint. Yeah, and yeah. you know, in his defense, he was probably drunk because you know they start him young over there. Dude, you wine. can drink wine. Wait, 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 before you continue your story, when did you first try wine? I was probably eleven. That's my grandfather. Nice. Eleven, right? But he did own two businesses by the time he was nine. 
Well, I mean, true. you know, that's nice. I like it, but it's, you know, that's, <laughs> and it's actually, you know, Doc, to your point, it's, it's a very hard craft to learn when you're eight. So, and it was before, you know, YouTube and everything. So kind of like, you know, VHS and all these things. And, you know, looking back, it's kind of like one thing that got me started with this school is I had nowhere to learn. Uh, I'm self-taught. So, you know, for many years after that, I just kind of like was reading and I wasn't around any magician. So really kind of learning on my own, which is now pushing me to, uh, to studying that environment where, you know, we can, we can teach and learn. Well, question about learning. Like, do, do you kind of, I, mean, I identify with what you're saying where you were effectively self-taught. And I think that nowadays, you know, the only way that we tend to learn is not through the mentorships that were done back in the day. Like when you study history, it was, you know, Keller who was taught by, so on and so on and so on and it sort of plays on do you think that's something we should be bringing back in which when you become more senior as a performer that you do take on a protege at some point or do you think that it's a mixture of both like what do you think is the best way for magic going forward i think you know both i think like you need to have a passion for it i do think the mentorship program is huge i know that you know i, I the truth is, I, I see a pattern, you know, it's like, as a kid, they're very interested in magic. And then I think I heard Doug say it one time on the podcast, but, you know, kid love magic, they want to learn. And then you get into the teenage years and that kind of like drop off. Like, you're just kind of like, ah, this is, you know, this is lame. And then I see a lot of adults now and they want to pick it back up, but they don't know where to start. So I think having that mentor or having the person that you can reach out to is huge. So, you know, I have like now, but I've only had mentor like later, like now that I'm actually doing more in the, in the industry, in the community. Now that's where I'm trying to surround myself with mentor. And I hundred percent, I think Nick, you're right. Wow. And you know, we got to ask the question, like what kind of stuff do you teach at your magic school? Is there something you have on you that you could, I know, I'm kind of putting you on the spot cause you're in a hotel, but like, you know, what do people come to, to learn at the school? So I have different program. I have, you know, different class, but like I have the kid kids class and I have the adult class. I can, you know, I can talk a little bit about both. Do you want me to show you a little something that I would teach in the adult class? Hell yeah. Please. Hell yeah. yeah. So, you know, each, each week, it's an eight week program and each week we have a different theme. So card magic, mentalism, you know, money magic, uh, everyday item. So last week we actually talked about, we have a pack pack class right now and we taught everyday magic so like i said i'm traveling so i don't have a lot of props on me but the cool thing with magic is that you can actually do magic with everyday item so i was going to give this one a freebie for the for the listener but this one you can actually do amazing and doug i don't think you've seen that but for this trick you need just a napkin right you need a napkin but this is the secret part most people don't know that you actually have a second one in your hand so what? you're holding Yes, I know, right? I mean, mind-blowing, <laughs> right? I promise you, just stick, stick until the end. So you're holding this one, you're actually palming this one, but they don't know about this. So you're like, all right, guys, I'm going to show you this trick. You can do this at the dinner table. You can do this anywhere, like in a hotel room. And what you're going to tell them, you're going to actually tear that piece of paper, but you're holding this one. So you're tearing this napkin. So you now have, you know, all these torn pieces. Now, you're basically going to wrap this into your hand. And again, keep in mind, you're holding the other one. So now you're doing a transfer, obviously. 
So you're transferring this, and now you have that piece of paper that is being restored, right? Now, sometimes you might get caught and be like, hey, what's, what are you holding in your hand? Well, guess what? You have this one in your hand, and you, and you can also show the other one. But the cool thing is the other one is also being restored as well. <laughs> yeah. And if you guys, uh, if you guys want to learn how this one is done, feel free to message me on this on is a great you know. impromptu trick to teach. What a wonderful choice mm. for uh, a, a magic I mean, lesson. <clears throat> and Milan's mic broke for a second, but he said, if you want to learn it, you can uh, hit him up on Instagram, which are in the links below. What a gem. And what a, what a way to like, it's like a sucker trick, isn't it? It's like, right. especially for adults, it like, you feel like you're taking, you're taking them down this path and then you just kick them over the cliff of magic. <laughs> A question about your classes. I mean, some people feel like it might be too late for them, even if they've never done it before. What is the oldest student you have? I've had... It's Doug. No. <laughs> <laughs> the truth fell. Elon taught me everything I know. A thousand okay, years know. old? That's amazing. <laughs> uh, we've, had, we've had on our first class, the oldest one, it was 75 years old. <laughs> yeah. Great. Right. That's I, you know, I hear this a lot from people. The older generation is very interested in learning magic still. You can be a kid at heart and love magic. You can start it when you're 70. That's fine. Mm. It's such a great Actually, it's, it's kind of a cool story because, you know, two years ago, I joined the, for the first time, I joined my local magic group. And, you know, it's the Gulf Coast uh, Magician Guild. And he, that particular student had been coming to that meeting for three years and when i joined and i told them that i was going to start this magic school he was like oh my god like can i join i was like absolutely but at first i was like don't you perform as well he was like no actually i've just been coming because i just love magic but i don't know how to perform it and so he came with the eight-week course and then after each meetup that we have we have kind of like this open night if you want to try new material and after he was after he wrapped up my class i was like you need to go ahead perform he had been coming to that group for three years he had never performed he performed the next meeting and crushed it and everyone was so amazed because they've known him for three years he had just been sitting and enjoying magic and now he was actually able to perform that was such a proud moment for me I was wow there. that's awesome i love that you know there's I, I think there's something beautiful about that because well, who was it that said that was it percy Dyconan or was it fitzky but i think there was a theory that Whatever age you start magic is the mental age you have as you perform it. So, like, if you got into it when you were eight, you have like you like the stuff that an eight-year-old would enjoy about magic. But if you got into it later in life, that mm. you perform stuff that's more appropriate for that. Now, I got into magic when I was twenty-three, so I kind of feel like I appeal to that demographic as a result. But yeah, I wonder that, it, mm, that explains, I think, why I never wanted to do like kids shows because I got into it properly, although I dabbled throughout my childhood i properly got into it like around you know 18 kind of thing and so that's probably why the stuff i was learning was like the theory the theory 11 you know latest coin vanishes and all that kind of stuff i I have a theory that fitzky's theories are a bunch of bs Uh, maybe i don't know if the guy knew what he's talking about all the time here's what i suggest when people read fitzky find the reasons to argue with him and then you're getting something out of his lessons well, we might need to put him on the history uh, lesson. What do you think? Fitzky? To discuss that further. Yeah, to Ooh. discuss that further. Maybe. Maybe. Um, Question for Milan. In, so you're doing a lot of 
other business, other businesses outside of teaching, what amount of magic helps in those other businesses in terms of like, whether it's like meeting people, maybe breaking the ice with magic or, you know, anything in that kind of realm. Has magic like helped with any of that stuff, networking or agreements with business? I mean, magic has been a part of my life, the, you know, for a very long time. So I think, you know, in the business world, 100%, but it's more just in, you know, connecting with people because, you know, my wife will always kind of like in a, in a sweet way, but she'll rolls her eyes when you be like, I'm meeting new people. And after we talk for a while, they're like, you know, they're like, oh, what do you do? It's like, well, now I lead with, hey, I, I, I open a magic school. Like, well, can we see something? And I was like, there we go again. But that's kind of like, you know, every, every wise musician, I feel. Yeah. She's like, she's like, here's your tissue box. Right. <laughs> if you're doing any kind of sales, it's a great skill set to have, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I was in sales for the longest time. Uh, technically, I'm still in sales. And I think like, yeah, just for the ice breaking part or just like, you know, you go to conference and, you know, I've done conference in the past where it's not magic related. You're trying to reach that top guy that, everyone is trying to talk to and you see him later at the bar, you know, trying to, and you know, you'd be like, Hey, you know, and just like, do you want some cool thing? And you show this magic trick and now he's interested in you versus like, you know, the opposite. So it's, it's been a super mm. great tool. And that's why I teach the student. It's, it's a door. I mean, it's a, it's a tool that is going to allow you to open many doors in your life. Do you have a go-to for an ice breaking effect? And how many double crosses do you have? Right, double cross, <laughs> double cross is definitely definitely a good one. Until I was like, man, like they want to retire a double cross. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Did someone say uh, that they're retired? No, yeah, we 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 in our list of like oh, you know the, ma- oh. what magic should be retired. Yeah, no, I think no, I, I think I, 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 go ahead. I think the conclusion was that we said it's not. It shouldn't be retired. It should people find should find their own creative way to 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 use it. Exactly. Anyway. Please continue. Go. I have this full routine. I can't remember exactly, but it's it's a quick routine with. I can't remember the name of it, but it's around cards usually. But like a like a like something that happens in in a spectator hand. So usually I like you know trick where I'm giving them the deck of cards and be like, all right, let me you know you go ahead and you shuffle and then and then you do something like that. So it's kind of like a a mind blower and. And they don't, and I'm not even touching the deck. So that's kind of like my two go. And then they'll be like, do that again. So then they give me back the deck card. Then I'll do something else. But yeah. Ah, that's cool. That's cool. Nice. So more impressive when it happens. Curious on the, the school. Is there a retail end of this? Do you offer uh, some sales there? I think it's, you know, in my future plan to grow the school. I'm definitely in, in that period of time right now where I'm trying to, I'm not trying to rush too much. I've had so much positive feedback, you know, great support from the magic community, then I'm, I'm trying to scale, but I'm trying to do it in a very smart way. Yeah. As you, you know, should, because it's a tightrope business, magic. The, in general. The, the shop is maybe something that I want to add later, but I want to maybe wait for the brand to kind of be a little bit more, you know, a little bit bigger because it's just like, you know, if you get into the retail, like obviously like your margins are going to start like, so yeah. Right now, I'm just focusing on the school in person. I think my next step, future-wise, is maybe creating some type of like online course. I know like a lot of people have been requesting that because hey, I'm not in Pensacola. Like, how do I get to you? And I'm like, I don't really have anything to offer yet. 
but yeah, I'm, well, I think it's going to be the next step. Yeah. Just film the lessons. Maybe, you know, that's a, a start. I don't know. Absolutely. I mean, even, <clears throat> sorry, even like, I know a lot of dance schools will, will do like, essentially you could do a better version of it, but they'll do like a zoom dance lesson where everyone is there virtually. That's true. And the instructor can still see and, you know, give advice direct directly and things like that. But okay. So someone signs up for the Pensacola magic school. What is their timeline or like experience? Like, like are they coming once a week for like a 12 weeks or something like that? What's the structure? So both for kids and adults, and I can talk a little bit about the kid one, but for the adult one, you know, they sign up and both of them are eight week course. So kids are on Monday night and then adults on Tuesday night. It's for an hour and a half, but usually I'm there like 30 minutes before the class starts. So if, you know, if they want to come early, doors open before, and, you know, we can kind of like discuss some presentation, some thing that we've learned the previous week. And then for a week and a half, uh, for like an hour and a half, we'll basically like, you know, learn tricks on that particular subject that we had that day. And for the kids, we don't have that for the adult yet, but I do want to have that in place. But for the kids, after the eight-week course is over, there is a full-on magic show that we put together in front of the parents oh, yeah. and the family. And it's been amazing because they finally can see the result of, you know, hey, I've had this shy kid that has been very interested in magic. And now he's on stage just like, blowing people's mind which has been like such an awesome you know experience to see that's awesome i bet you must have like parents in tears like i i've never seen my kid be so full of you know energy on a stage in front of people that's that's amazing uh, yeah. outside of teaching a child magic like what i mean magic aside what are the sort of things that you find that needs to be overleaped with children do you find that their anxieties get the best of them do you find that their confidence is super Lacking, like what have you identified and how have you helped to help the kids overcome that? That's true. Yeah. You know, obviously as you, you, that's the thing with, with today's world, I feel like, you know, you just go on YouTube and on TikTok and they just, you know, show you how the trick is done and that's the end of it. And I, I have a problem with that because there's so much more that goes into it. And to answer your question, I think like, you know, I do have a lot of shy kids that comes to the school, you know, but I love the diversity and, you know, we're working on, on presentation. We're working on, you know, building confidence. So I do like the first class kind of like an icebreaker. So I'm kind of like pairing them, asking questions in interviewing, and then they have to present each other. So that really helps with building confidence and just, you know, critical thinking, problem solving, like, and just nurturing their creative creativity. I think all that is just this beautiful rap gift that basically, and the magic is just the cherry on top. Have you seen a lot of friendships flourish between the kids and between members of the classes? Like these folks who never knew each other, but because you've like you've created this community that all of a sudden like little Jerry and little Timmy are now mates and they do magic together and they ride bikes together and now their families are friends. Like, do you see that sort of progression in your, in yeah. your like, environment? Absolutely. And honestly, that was kind of like the biggest thing that I, that I love is I, I'm, I love people. I just like, I'm absolutely like every time. And I think it's kind of like we, we all do in, in some way, but I think, yeah, just building that community was the thing that I'm almost the most proud of is, you know, I have this private group for adults that, you know, are just like for former students and we keep sharing videos and people keep practicing. I've seen like, you know, I have former, former student that basically taking what they've learned 
and they now they have you know i'm thinking of ben one of my one of my former students he basically he owns this he's an orthodontist and he does this conference and he performed like the matrix in front of like his entire staff which is like hundreds of people and so you <laughs> see that and you're like oh my god this is awesome and then now we can all kind of like gather up and thing with the kids like you build those friendship around that that craft which is amazing what what happens when you find the kids that like one thing that i see in the junior communities of of australia is that they get to a point where like ego really becomes something you know where they they have this level of overconfidence because they get this this positive enforcement from doing something exceptional because you know magic is such a strong form of entertainment that it carries even the weakest performer, you know? So oh. when kids sort of predicate all of their, I don't know, gusto or their, you know, their ego into that, you know what I mean? And it's built on that talent. Like, have you, have you seen that in your classes? And like, how do you combat saying like, hey man, why don't you neck up a little bit? I wonder if that's like a thing that happens further, much further down in the timeline. Or is that, yeah. I feel like that's got to be a much longer down the track thing, but I feel like it's a teenage thing, you know, into that sort of realm, perhaps. I'm not sure. But have you seen it? I've I've not seen it. I've not seen it with the kids because they're just excited to learn and just excited to like, you know, impress their parents and friends. So I've not encountered that yet. I can I can definitely see where you're coming from. I've not seen that yet. But you know, we do our last class with the adults. Nobody touching on that particular subject, but our last class, we do a lot of talking about audience management, you know, mm -hmm. how to deal with hecklers and how to deal with, you know, when you, you know, deal with, you know, crowds and you're trying to perform and you're going to have this guy kind of like trying to bring you down. So we do talk about these things. We haven't touched on the ego part yet because I feel like most students that I've had come in with the mindset of just like learning and sharing. And we do, a, you know, I've not mentioned, but like, my buddy Nathan Nickerson, he's a great local magician as well. And he's helped me a lot when I had the idea. The school, I reached out to him and was like, hey, Nathan, like, I, I felt like I, I, you know, I have a hard time doing this on my own. Like, I really need to you know, bounce some ideas. And so Nathan actually joined me in that venture as a, as a teacher. And he's very experienced as well. So he has a lot of good feedback. He knows a ton about history. So we take always like each class talking a little bit about like the history of magic on that particular topic. So that's, you know, just kind of like sharing, but I've, to answer your question, I haven't had to deal with the ego part yet, but yeah. That's a good thing. That's a yes. good thing. That of sounds all, awesome. All, Love that you have it? extra bodies and that you're d delving into the history as well. It gives the students some extra vibes to connect to and points of view. Absolutely. How many students are in your classes? Like what, what's the size? So right now I cap around 12. Um, 12 per class. Yeah. But then, awesome. you know, I've, I've done like a five or six rounds. So yeah, 119 since we opened. And, you know, I, I don't know if you guys want to talk a little bit about kind of like the program for the kid, because the program for the adult, Nathan and I kind of like put this course together, the eight week course. And we actually have two different eight week course now, and we're working on two others for the kids. Yeah. Oh, different. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, I think yeah, that, you so know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of guys here who have kids who would love for their children to sort of be involved in something like this. So like, yeah, let them know, let, let us know. What the Absolutely. So, yeah. So when I had the idea of opening the school, I had this, I, I, I got put in touch with my friend, Jeff Sobel, who is he's a local magician, but he's also an executive, executive committee for the IBM. 
and he became my mentor throughout the process. And he was like, you know, if you want to teach kids, because I was, I had the idea of what I want to teach adult, but I don't necessarily know what to teach kids. And I want to put it on the kids level and kids material. So he actually put me uh, in touch with uh, this great company called Discover Magic. And uh, that was founded by three guys. You may recognize some name, but Brian Daniel South, who is a, you know, world-class magic creator, Michael Lamar, you know, world-class magi- magician and then Michael uh, Mario Rosender who is a world-class uh, magician camp instructor so those three guys got together and created this beautiful program turnkey whoever wants to teach can sign up to be a presenter uh, mm-hmm. under the discover magic program and it's amazing they have you know they have the individual rap program with you know a beautiful template and each week you also learn to a trait to be a good magician, so you know, be prepared and you know, be enthusiastic. So all these great things that I didn't have to think of. I just took the program and just like taught it how it was. Oh, amazing! <clears throat> how good is that? Just on a question: <laughs> of all the disciplines of magic, you know, you got your mind reading bits, you got card magic, coin magic, things with borrowed objects, etc. What is the favorite discipline that the kids enjoy, and what's the favorite discipline that the adults enjoy? Like rope magic, coins. Like, what do they prefer? They do like the vanishing and the kids. I'm saying that every time you make something vanish, it's just like, where did that go? And then you make it reappear somehow. <laughs> so I think like the vanish, vanishing and repairing principle is, is pretty amazing. For the adults, I think they do enjoy card magic a lot because it's, you know, something that they obviously like can carry in their pockets. I've got great feedback on the card magic, but like also the, the everyday item is pretty huge. I mean, you can do that, you know, at a, at a table. You don't need any props. You can do anything like, you know, after dinner, things like that. So everyday magic and card, I would think, for the adults. Wow. And Tim has just asked a question in the comments. What are the ages for the kids program? Great question. So I start 8, 8 to 12, kind of like the range. And then once you pass, you know, 13, 14, I feel like you're more in the bucket of like the adult and and I felt like it's been amazing to see who signed up. And we've had a lot of, you know, on the adult side, like they sign up with their, with their kids, like our brother and sister that are teenager, like to, to create those bonds around that craft. It's been, it's been beautiful to see. And, and then we all sharing this as a group and, you know, we, we break out in different sessions. So, you know, I see, I've had brother and sister, I've had father, father and son, I've had husband and wife doing it together. So it's just like this. Yes, it's. I was I was great. hoping to hear there'd be some adult females involved in this learning experience. Yes. You know, I'm assuming yeah. and children. Are, can you are imagine? Problem. Can you imagine Doug if Erin starts giving you tips on like your DLs and she's like, ah, she, does it, she does that. She does this. That sucks. That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to hear I'm not a That's what love yeah. sounds like, you guys. Yeah, That's yeah. What She's the best like. magic critic because she uh, she just has no filter. That's horrible. That's it. Yeah, what Milan? What what does your wife think of magic? Like, can she still watch magic? Does she watch your magic? Yeah, how's her classic past? You know, I think she's listening. So I'm just kidding. No, but I think she's she's honestly been the most support supporting person throughout this journey. She she helps me as far as the magic side goes. You know, every time I say, "Hey, can you?" I'm working on this. Can you pick a card? Then I'm gonna get the eye rolling. But, you know, as far as, you know, the business side of things, she's been very supportive, trying to help me grow, asking challenging questions. 
she, you know, I'm, I'm sure we can all relate as, as magician with that, but no, she's, she's been amazing. And my daughter, McKenna, she's seven years old. And so she's also, she's been taking all the, the kids class and it's, oh. it's amazing because I, I got to spend time with her as well. How good. Have you had any so, weird stories or funny stories happen over your time running, running the school? Like, has anyone got in trouble at school because they, you know, made a booger appear or I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just trying oh, to, I wonder what happens when you're, here. when you're bad at magic school. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Like little Johnny took yeah. my game boy, put it in a bag and then it vanished and he put his hand through the bag. <laughs> you go do ventriloquism for 30 minutes. Well, they're doing that the prank magic. where they, they're doing that prank where they hold like a sore sachet in their hand and they put a fork through it, you know, to like okay. look like it goes through their eye. I don't know. Any, any, anything come funny. to mind? No, don't give them idea though if they're listening. <laughs> Here's what you do: you send them to read Fitzky for twenty minutes. That'll fix them. <laughs> I'm gonna poop in a change bag. I can just see that happening. Try to fudge. And there goes our sponsors. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna throw it back to you, Milan. <laughs> any any weird stories come to no, mind? Or so, funny? No, so no, no weird stories just yet. I've just had very positive feedback from kind of like. I'll share that because when, when, you know, I was kind of like deciding what I wanted to do as far as classes, originally I thought I just wanted to do kids and teenagers, but then quickly I realized kids, I had no problem filling out the class, but teenager, I couldn't find any teenager that wanted to go to magic school. And I had lunch with my buddy, Brent Lane, who is known as the radio guy here in Pensacola. I was trying to pick his brain. And, you know, he was like, Hey, it's too bad. You don't have a class for adult because, you know, I would definitely sign up for that. And I was like, you would sign up for magic class? And he was like, yeah. So I just, you know, waited a couple of seconds. Like, well, Brand, guess what? An adult class just opened up. So he was my first <laughs> student. And then after that, honestly, I've had tons of adult reaching out because they wanted to learn that. Man, what a great idea to do like couples. You know, couples are always looking for cute things to do. But what if you had a, a type of thing where it's like, welcome to the couples class, right? And it could be just like, it's date night. Let's go learn a trick. And then you teach this couple how to do it like a speakeasy type routine and they can communicate to each other. And like, as a team, <laughs> love that idea. You love know what I mean? That. Like, think, uh, I mean, think about it, bro. I mean, Valentine's Day is literally like 15 days away. You know what I mean? And you could just go, hey, yeah. go, go have dinner at this across the street, come to my school, learn a magic thing together. And then together, you guys can be the life of the party everywhere you go to eat and drink and, and, and whatever else. Like, there's an idea there. Yeah, I'm sure my love, my wife will love that too, that I'm not there for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're halfway through. No, no, um, right. Why don't we change gears for a second? We haven't done one of these for a little while, but Nick has these reviews that he does about magic. And as a magic teacher, maybe we can get your thoughts on, on this product as well. But uh, Nick, how do you feel? Are you ready to fire up a review? Are you ready Roll to give tape. it to him? All right. Let's Roll go. This portion of the podcast is brought to us by our good friends at Piper Magic, Australia's premier online magic store. And this week, we are looking at a product by Mark Lemon called PTSD, said to be the perfect card prediction. I kind of want to talk to you guys about this one. So what you get in this package is you get a gimmick envelope. Well, you get two envelopes. One is black, one is red, depending on what stage you're performing on. You get some gimmick cards and some very in-depth video tutorials explaining how you can go about performing this trick. Now, as far as difficulty goes, this is not a very difficult trick to do, provided you can remember a script, 
and say what you need to say in order to get the message across and slash influence. And outside of that, you just got to be able to take a card out of an envelope. You can effectively do this trick. Now, as far as pros and cons goes, the cards are made of plastic, so it's going to last you a very long time. There's no wallets, switches, extra envelopes, no fishing, thin cards, none of the sort. And there's no fumbling with indexes, kind of. And if you once you get the product, you'll be able to tell. Now, as far as the con goes, if you intend on performing this in the surround, you are not going to be able to perform this with somebody standing behind you. Or if you are going to do that behind you, you need to be weary of your angles. Outside of that, once you take a card out of the envelope, they cannot look inside the envelope. And you can't effectively hand out the card for inspection. However, there is a handling taught where you can hand out the envelope for inspection, but you need to be able to sit down in order to achieve that method. Now, as far as costing goes, Piper Magic currently have this for $80.95, which is approximately $60. US So I had to ask myself, is it worth it? And I say yes for the quality of the product and for how direct and awesome it is. And then another part of me goes, that's a bit exy. And the reason I say that is that because it's so direct and so quick, it's effectively a one-minute trick for 80 bucks. Granted, it resets almost immediately and everything else, you could fire it off super duper quick. But another part of me is kind of like 80 bucks kind of a mm, kind of hurts. So when I had to ask myself, who is this trick for? I think it's for anybody who is looking to perform a really impossible piece of magic in a very direct way. Now, I want you guys to kind of think about how you would go about performing this. Think about Joshua J's trick Inferno, where he has the matchbox and so forth. It's effectively, in principle, very similar, but this is far more direct with less fishing and, in essence, less presentation. Now, if it's going to be part of a larger scale sort of effect that you're doing, then by all means, get it. And if you're going to get it, make sure you get it from pipermagic.com.au and use discount code PiperGuys so that you guys can get a discount on all, every single purchase, cards, coins, rubber bands, you name it, everything you purchase from pipermagic.com.au. Milan, are you buying much magic these days? I am, unfortunately, and that's because of you guys mostly, but, you know. I am, un- <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. I think this is like the biggest curse for a magician is just like, you know, I, I think you would never have enough, right? I call it the Absolutely. magic lottery. It's like yeah. gambling. But question to yeah. the group, have you seen, have you seen this effect? I, I have not. Let me also no. wanted to review your review. Two two thumbs up, man. What a solid review of that product. You know, I've seen it. I've seen unboxings. And I think that was a very fair look at this potentially strong piece. And I've heard the uh, the the instructional on the uh, Inferno esque part is unique and interesting. It really, really is. Like yeah. there is a lot of great knowledge here, and. When you see those type of things that seem so impossible on TV, it's effectively showing the methods to achieve that. And it is yeah. deeply impressive, super impressive. You know, I like this, I, I think that when we talk about pricing magic and you say 60 might be too much, I would say that if you're lucky enough to find any magic routine that would go into your working repertoire, 10,000 is not enough. So the price point on effect versus mm. money, you know. 
I don't think we should quantify that in the reviews, maybe. Does that make That's sense? That's a good idea. You know, if yeah. this is going in your working repertoire, well, congratulations, you won the lottery. You yeah, know, the money doesn't. That's right. You could buy a, a $2 book and find a gem that, that becomes the biggest thing. Right. Yeah, a 10 minute talking piece with the audience mm. volunteers. How much is that worth? Yeah. 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 You know what? And if, you know, you're totally right. And I was a little bit torn as to like how to price it up because it, it, in essence, it's kind of, it's expensive. But the reason I wanted to bring that up is that comparatively. Yeah. Uh, so we're looking at something that's double the price. So, and you takes longer, like it takes longer to perform. So sometimes people want to gauge their product on, well, I bought it and I get six minutes on stage with it and people find value yeah. in that. So, so it was really interesting trying to gauge the value of it because I think it's entirely valuable. I think it's amazing. Right. But I could appreciate how some people will be like that much money for one minute. If you're buying magic just to, you know, find the secret out, like most tricks, you're probably going to be sad about it, no matter how much you spend, huh? Yes. Uh, and I kind of love it that if you are that type of person, don't get it and let that mm -hmm. price point protect the yeah. secret because the secret mm -hmm. is so damn good. And, and the trick kinda, is so damn good. It should be that way with most magic. Most uh, yeah, professional I, routines. I like when I... I like when I pay a lot for something and then I realize how good it is. And I'm like, yes, that means that like way less people are going to have this, <laughs> you know, right. or like the barrier to entry being, you know, that, that you've got to build something or, you know, it's like oh, so much effort to learn this technique. I'm like, that's awesome. Cause no one else is going to, going to mm. do it. You know, and Scott says like, I mean, erroneous, how long it takes to perform, how long does that live? That memory live in your spectator's mind. And I did not think about that. Really oh, that's up to your presentation. So that's up to you as the yeah. performer to make. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Speaking of performing, yeah. if I may, just one last thing before we delve back into Milan's world. We are opening up the newest, our, our new home of the Theatre of Magic here in Brisbane. And we're now residing in the Treasury Hotel, which is part of the hotel and casino here in the city. And we made a new trailer. I shot and we edited a new trailer i'm going to play it just real quick you know just because uh why not sure uh, this is the theater of magic new season beautiful oh, yeah. that looks sick <laughs> starting this saturday get your ticket at ticketech.com no don't go i there. am gonna fly up and perform there with you guys that just looks like way too much fun to not be a part of and then being alongside people like chris and nige come on man like it's, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it's the place where you learn how to do magic at the Pensacola Magic School, and then eventually end up at the, the Theater of Magic in <laughs> Australia. That's what it is. It seems to so, be the progression. It's like first you become a listener, then you become a guest, and then, and then from a guest you become a, you become a host. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be exciting to Actually, be on the casino property, right? That's going to be a move in a, a stronger direction. Yes. Yes, I think so. I think it's a bit, it's definitely adds a little something to it. And they're like, oh, we're going to the casino for this show. Definitely, it's gotten a, a few eyeballs looking at it like, oh, wow, you're in the casino now. Like, it, you know, the show is going to be the same wherever it was, but there's this added layer of experience that comes with being where it is now. So, magic shows are synonymous with being part of the casino. I mean, go to Vegas, it's totally evident. But what I think what's even cooler is that it's mm. going to be a secret magic show. If you yeah. know, you know, type of thing. And I love stuff like that. If you know, you right. know, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Totally. So Milan, are you doing any, do you do any public shows? I do some like 
it's it's not so not something that I do much these days, but you know I'll do it if people ask me. I'm actually going to be doing a couple, you know, on stage performance. I did one yesterday, but you know, right now I'm really trying to focus on the school. I have one residency right now that I'm working on a private club in in Pensacola. But to touch on your point, congratulations! The trailer looks awesome, and I think you're right. <laughs> like the location of where you're performing is huge. Like to tie it back to the school, we are having the school at the you know Pensacola Rex Theater which is one of the oldest building and Pensacola is a very very old town so having that location i think makes this this the school even much more cooler you know yeah is the theater operational as a theater it's is- actually a church oh it's generation pensacola but they also do events out of it and you know like they have film they have film sometimes but it's mostly a church and a, and a coffee as well mm. a coffee coffee shop Love mm. it. Well, you know, mo- love, love, love it. Most magic meetings do happen in churches. So that, you know, it makes sense. That would look my end game is this. I got a small theater with a coffee shop. That's for me. And then the magic shop. So I can, you know, spread the wisdom and you'll find me that's- maybe in France. Cause I'm not going to do it in the States, but maybe. I'm- Doug, you yeah, got to come. Yeah. Actually, you guys are all going to go come to Melbourne and see like the, the laneway theater, which is exactly that. Like it's a little 50 seat theater with tiered seats. And yeah, like yeah. that's, mm. should you guys ever make it down? You have friends, you have me. So that'll be great. Are there magic venues in, in Florida? Like, is there any sort of like magic bars or things of that nature where you could see folks? Not that I know of, there might be some, but in Florida, there was the Theater of Magic. It's operational in St. Petersburg right yeah. now. I think they were in Orlando for a while. Mm. You know, Bill Malone had a place for the uh, longest time over there in Boca Raton. You know, Malone's Magic Bar. Oh, That's yeah. Cool. Ooh, damn. Yeah, but even in bigger city, like, for example, before coming in Vermont, we had a layover with, you know, my wife and daughter in New York. So I went and checked out, you know, Tenant's Magic Shop and then oh yeah, Don't Blink as well. It was cool. I mean, you see it in a bigger, you know, bigger city, but Pensacola is still a, a fairly small town. But it has tourism in it. It's a, it's an attractive area for visitors. So I think this might lend, you know, when I talk about retail, that might be something that could work there. Maybe yeah, seasonal, yeah. right? But yeah, we got all those tourists from New Orleans coming, you know. Well, yeah, you yeah. got clean beaches there. You know, our, the Gulf of Mexico is not too pretty in the Mississippi. You know what I mean? So, Milan, you were saying that there's certain growth that you would like the school to experience. Why don't you share that? Like, what is your envisage? Like, what do you envisage happening for the school? And tell us. So if there's any way that we could possibly help either, you know, between the three of us and, of course, our community, like, let us know what what is the dream? Yeah, that's a good question, Nick. I think, you know, when I had this vision for the school, I wrote down, you know, I went crazy and wrote down all these crazy ideas that I had and actually looked back at it. Some of some of the point that I had on there was, you know, international school. So I don't know exactly what it would look like, but, you know, my vision for this would be to one day open something, different location, maybe reach, you know, reach a group of people that not necessarily have, because there is obviously a need for it, right? Is People want to learn. I think they're longing to learn, but they have they have no mentor, no way to do that. So implementing this school and, you know, why not Australia now that, you know, we're in contact? 
that would be that would be a great 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 way to learn a great great way to start and then maybe like friends because obviously I'm from there but I'm open so kind of like international school you know working on new curriculum right now with Nathan for the adult class and then potentially like move some of it online but yeah and honestly right now I'm just pouring into my students and creating like new talent because I've seen a lot of like especially on the kids side a lot of amazing potential so could you do a Zoom type lecture like at your school where everyone comes to the school, you get a projector up and then like either one of us can like lecture and, and share magic with, with the audience? I would love to. That's a great idea. Yeah. All right. Write that one down. You're welcome. And then, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, just <laughs> like you, you mentioned, you, you mentioned earlier, like, you know, a special class. So I, I was thinking also doing like, you know, for just like, you know, maybe couple or just, you know, grandparents and grandkids. Or, you know, just single guys, how to pick up, you know, girls at the bar or things like that. You know, just kind of like different, different group of people and just have like, you know, that's. Yeah, we can, we can do a class on bald magic because obviously you don't have experience in that, but, but we plenty, we have plenty. But then as far as, you know, like that, that's kind of like the idea of like how the school is growing. And I didn't mention that, but like, I'm really big into giving back to the community so there is a there is a portion of the seats at the school that I donate to you know a low income family or I partner with the with the charity called uh, Big Brother Big Sister Doug I don't know if you're I love familiar. this it's yeah, so good that's beautiful yeah. I, it's big to me because I'm like you know like if you can afford it it's great if you can't I'm still gonna welcome you in the school like I don't I don't want this to be a barrier to entry so yes. you know I'm. That's that's my big. Honestly, these are probably some of the students who need it more. Exactly. So good. Well played. I would would gladly donate a lecture in in any Zoom capacity to help out those those who need it. Like that's that's awesome. Yeah, it'll be my pleasure. And likewise, and and all I'll charge is one of those chains you're wearing because they obviously. I mean, I'm over here thinking I'm in your. (laughs) I'll show up one day. You know, if you you want, put your face more on YouTube and. I mean, we'll make a, a, sh- a video of me coming to visit and give yeah, us no, extra I'd love to. advertising. Yeah, I was actually yeah in New Orleans recently. I I didn't hit you up, but uh, I went to that you know playing card shop. Oh yeah, uh, right. How behind. beautiful is that place? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. And he was telling me, yeah, it's like I'm working. I'm working with Doug right now, and it's like, wow, we'll have to get all together for sure. Yeah, yeah, it'll be like it'd be like being in a band, you know, yeah, I got friends in Pensacola. I, it's not out of, uh, out of the realm for me to come, you know, spend the night there and then pop over and, you know, be a guest teacher and film a little YouTube thing that works for yeah. everybody. Maybe. So you got, you got one more friend now. So yeah, stay in touch. We'll mm-hmm. make that happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Milan, did you have any musical influences or anything of that nature to, you know, like is the influence you or your performance style by any chance? I mean, your former band was definitely a big, uh, big influence. <laughs> oh, I dreamt for many, is. many months to say that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Why? Do you have something in mind? No, somebody's no, going to drink. <laughs> there we go. Cheers, everyone. Nice. Nice. What, what, what age did you come to the US? I, know, I, I feel like we did talk about it, but... I was, yeah, I said that at the beginning, but I was right off college, so right around 20. 20. And did your wife, she, did you meet her in France or in America? No, so we met when I was doing an internship here. She's a, she was formerly the 
the morning anchor for the local uh, Channel 3 News here uh, in Pensacola. Oh, okay. So we met at the bar, and guess what? Help me this. You know, I did some magic, and she was. No, she did not care for the magic. Oh, I'll be <laughs> dating um, a local celebrity. All right, take it. Right, right. See what's going. Because when she told her friend that you know she was dating a magician, they're like, "Does he live in his mom's basement?" I was, that's the first thing. <laughs> that's the general. <laughs> that's the general yeah. presumption. Yeah, but hang on. So, what? Where is she from? Is she? She's she's American. She's from. She's American. Yeah. So instead of saying I met this hot French guy, she said I'm oh, I met this magician. <laughs> yeah. Does magician override like the the accent? Because surely the accent I don't know has got to be a good starting point. French, French magician. That's a that's a flex. That's and they a go, oh, how about jar? Mange la patate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she had no. Yeah. Fun fact, I lived in France for a year when I was 11 year old oh. in uh, Clermont-Ferrand. Oh, Clermont-Ferrand, yeah. Very cool. My father works with Michelin <laughs> Tire, you know, and Michelin nice. French Company. And I learned many things in France at that age. But it was hard to Drinking find. Wine at 11. I was always looking for books or magicians on TV, and it just wasn't there. I couldn't see any of it. Yeah, it's it's hard. But I did see the French beaches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, you guys are looking at each other like there's boobies on that beach. Is that true? I became a man in southern France. <laughs> Goodness me. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it, what are you going to do? I, not look? Yeah. Drinking in on the beach, you know, at 11, probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's like the legal, yeah. the legal age, 11? No, it's 18, but you know. <laughs> all right good stuff so um man i hope i hope some of our listeners show up at your class one day and you're like oh yeah i'm here because i saw you on the on the podcast Hopefully i love you be. the magic club and, must love you because to... now you're also a feeder for that organization and in this day mm. and age the groups desperately need this yeah can yeah, i the, the can president I... sorry go ahead Sorry, I, can I say what I envisage for your school? Just through the conversation, I've been, I've been building sort of a mental imagery of you know like what your dreams, aspirations are, and so forth. And what I envisage is that people come to class and they also have the hands-on experience. But then when they leave, they have access to an online platform that covers everything you just spoke about in that class. So they need yeah. to go home and be like, oh, I forgot where to put my finger. They can actually do it in person go home, have this video material that they would have access to on the Pensacola website, and then, you know, just reiterate whatever they're trying to learn. Yeah, do and that. Then, right. And, we, and, do, and, we do it. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean cut No, not at all. Uh, that's that's what, kind of what what I envisage, you know, and, and then you would have probably, like, have to, like, you can't access the next one until next week. I know you're getting ahead of yourself, but don't we, do that, so, you know, like. Yes, we already have. So we already have that. So the first class, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. So the first class, I just did that. And I'm really big into getting feedback because I was like, you know, guys, I'll be honest, like this is a dream and we, we're putting it into reality, but it's like, I don't really know what we're doing. So the first class was kind of like, you know, a testing, but then I, I received feedback that like, well, you know, you learn so much because one of the main thing, they like, we just want to know one or two tr trick, but I'm like, guys, we're going to be together for eight weeks. Let me tell you, you guys going to know way more than that. So by the time the class is done, they know roughly like 30 to 40. Whoa. 
And then we did do that. So when I get back home, I went and filmed myself teaching those tricks again in you know my house. And, and I put them on the Google Drive and they have access each week. I basically invite them to the video. So mm-hmm. I didn't mean to cut you, but that's already something that we provide. Yeah. Awesome. That's, that's exactly what I did. Nice. And I think it's I, such a great way of teaching. You know, I've got to say that as, as this episode slowly comes to a close, I'm so thankful we set up a friendship. And the reason is like, it's just so refreshing to find someone so passionate, equally passionate, if not more passionate than we are about magic. Like it's so great. It literally makes me warm and fuzzy. And I'm just so thankful that like you are doing this. And I'm even more thankful that you've ha- extended the hand of friendship and we're able to now call you a friend. So like, thank you for being here. Like, right. More importantly, and thank you for doing this school. It is so great. Mm. Quick and side. I'm, oh, sorry. Go on, please. No, you and I, I, I know, I, you're, you're coming to an end, but like, I, I want to reiterate what I said on the message to you guys when I first reached out. Like, you guys are doing such an incredible job for for the community and i'm so grateful like honestly this was a dream of mine to be on the podcast one day and i was like oh this is not gonna happen but then you know i'm like i mean you guys are like there is tons of people that you know like have reached out to me just from the podcast and then also just you guys are doing so much if you guys you don't realize it i'm telling you, there's tons of magicians out there that are just listening to you guys on a weekly basis and are getting a ton out of your feedback and just like I feel like I've known you guys for years, which is amazing. And, you know, just thank you guys. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, that's that's great. How long ago did you first, like, hear about the podcast? Probably like a year and a half, maybe, I want to say. Like, I just... Okay, so a little... Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, just follow-up curious. question. How much better is it since Nick K joined? <laughs> right, not in there. I'm just kidding. Nick definitely did bring the structure to the to the uh, to the podcast. Yeah. That's for that's for sure. We're much we're much more on track with Nick K and behind the scenes. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Every week, absolutely. Nick's Milan, a and a shaker. Yeah, are you a fan of uh, Gary V? You give me big Gary V vibes. Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, no, I mean I, I listen to his content. I don't. I mean, yeah. No, I mean I. You know, I'm I'm big into I'm trying to with the magic. I'm also trying to bring like some motivational, you know, speaking aspect to it. When I speak, especially when I talk to the kids, I think you know, magic is a great platform to also teach them things like gratitude and just like goal setting and things like that. So maybe you know, without wanting it, like maybe just your the way you, the way you carry yourself and the the way like you approach things how how you you know you're doing multiple businesses it just gives me that same kind of vibe but you're also happy at the same time you know it's it's very refreshing i'm very grateful yeah hey i'm i'd be grateful of that full head of hair because you know god knows we don't have it but uh hey look as we come to a close we can you can continue this conversation with milan by finding him on his socials which are all in the descriptions below <laughs> john says milan is cooler than gary v well hey <laughs> he gary can't do magic so you got Thanks, that right you fi- follow him and earlier in this episode if you joined late he did show a piece of magic which is really cool and not in sort of mainstream knowing of of tricks you can hit him up on his pensacola instagram or his personal one ask him about it get some more detail and we're going to leave milan with the final word of the show so here we we go what honor to get the final word so just guys you know just thanks for having me one of my thing that i always say is like you always think you have more time. So just 
my, my final word is just don't wait. Just go out there and uh, live your dream and go make magic happen. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for listening. It's time for us to disappear now. Disappear now. But we'll see you again on the next episode of The Magic Guys. Magic Guys.